very, very, very good morning to you on Fellowship Day 412. 412, 406 being the last time we were sitting here together. The episodes remain arguably few and far between at the moment. I am crawling through the sticky floor of a cinema towards the finish line of everything to do with putting out You Are Not a Fraud, A Scientist's Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon. We are at the tail end of August. By the time this recording goes out, I'll have some exciting, relieving, bewildering news about the book's release to come uh, in the next few days. I always stumble saying that because I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to hit this podcast to go live. Hit this podcast to go live. (sighs) He stumbles, he falls, he gets up again. Let me try that again. Tail end of August. We are close to putting the book out. I am listening to the workies outside the office get ready to paint the halls and um, not really tell anyone about it. Anyway, story for another time. Story for another time. Let's keep on track. I'm here today sounding like I'm about to give a sermon. I'm not. What? This is the most staggered start to an episode ever. Maybe you can tell me otherwise. I have been utterly self-conscious and made unnecessary note of this many a time. But on we plough. Today, I've got another prompt in consideration, something that's come up in our recent group meetings uh, during research discussions inside our academic research team. We've had quite a bit of turnover recently and new welcomes, new celebratory departures from the group and the time was right to bring forward something that I had pitched to our team a little while back that being to give me feedback as a supervisor a teacher and a mentor I've said on previous episodes that something like the word criticism is poorly framed we oftentimes think of the negative connotations rather than the taking the balanced view of criticism being about both positive and negative feedback. That doesn't always play out that way. But today, um, this was a chance to put that into practice in a very different way. So as someone who has uh, written about leadership, spoken about it, trying to put it into practice, there's a lot of it where there's a missing part of the loop, and that is the feedback the feedback to understand where you are versus where you actually think you are. So in recent times, I've put together a short and importantly anonymized survey to give that back to our team for them to look at it, think, reflect, and give honest, no holds barred, uh, no repercussion feedback to me as their supervisor on where things stand. So what I thought I would share here is some of those questions and Not necessarily what I got back. I'll say a little bit about some of the things that I think I can do better. But the point of this is to share the prompt and consideration that you can do this for yourself. Uh, No leader should ever be unchallenged. So in this particular survey, we had questions along the lines of how would you rate, in this case, me, Mark, as a supervisor? That's on a scale. Would you recommend working in the group to your colleagues? Uh, Given your experience, would you work in the group over a longer term? for example, in a master's or a PhD project. How far 
would you agree or disagree with the following statement? That Mark's supervision style makes me feel safe to learn from mistakes and grow in my career. And then right at the end of that, all of those questions are on a scale of one to five, one being I completely disagree, I strongly disagree, through to five, which is strongly agree, three being neither agree or disagree, a standard five-point Likert scale for the psychologists in the room. Other questions that I put in, uh, the last few questions actually were an opportunity to be more open. So the second to last question, the penultimate question, if you will, was how would you describe the experience of working in the read group in your own words? Please give as much detail as possible. And the last question is, if you could change one thing about how the group is run or how Mark supervises you, what would it be? So I hope that in hearing that, you understand that a lot of these questions from the leadership side are difficult to pose, let alone difficult to hear what the responses are. So in this particular case, I've been curating upwards of 10, we're at 14 responses at this point from various generations of our research team. And it was very recently that I revisited this at the point of welcoming new people in, saying goodbye to others that had contributed their time in the team to make sure that everyone knew that what they had spent their time investing in with regards to feedback was actually being heard and not just that, heard and actioned. So I want to pick out in closing, keeping this relatively short, some of the points of feedback that came to me that I took on board and I listed in bullet points as part of my reflection to the group at one of our group meetings about how I had read the feedback and what I wanted to do to action some of the points made. So, for example, one of the actionable points of feedback where I could be better is someone in particular said that I could give more specific instructions sometimes. In other words, sometimes I sound clear. I spend a lot of time explaining things but then those explanations will lead to more and more questions. So I took that as perhaps, you know, trying to be helpful, but sometimes I can see the analysis paralysis. So I'll, I'll, I put that back to the group saying that I want to leave decision-making as open as possible to each individual. I'll help frame the project. I'll help always discuss who the project is for, what the solution, or sorry, how the solution is going to be deployed but getting there figuring out the path is for the researcher to do the research but there are times and there are people who want more specific instructions and I wanted to make it clear to everyone that that was always an option if push came to shove I could always be asked to be more direct so there was a lot of things like that um, another thing that we are working on at the moment from this feedback is to look at a more regular structured group meeting schedule uh, all boring and increasingly out of date COVID excuses aside, I said to our group and feedback on this point that setting up the new team and doing that with a young family was difficult to the point that I allowed myself to procrastinate on a regular schedule. Don't get me wrong, we do have semi-regular group update meetings. People have the chance to present, to update, to discuss things as a group. But now is the time to make that more regimented, more solid in everyone's calendar so that we know when we're together so that we know exactly when we can work flexibly outside of those regular meeting slots. And an additional part of the feedback to the group was not just saying that we will do this, but to give them a proposal to consider 
that I am considering these sorts of regular meetings with this sort of structure, this sort of proposed value to the group. So that's now with them to consider. If they want any tweaks or changes or additional things, they can come back. But these are the difficult but necessary points of not just saying you're trying to figure out and grow as a leader, but actually do it to take criticism both in its positive and negative forms to realize that all of it is constructive and to work with it. So the consideration to anyone who's gone through these surveys, questions, written them down. By the way, if you want to come back to me through the, the Q&A form for this particular episode, I will happily share a blank version of this survey if you want to apply it in your own right. But for now, leaving you as always with the prompter consideration. The prompt today is for you to consider how you can better close the feedback loop, how you can better action the desire to grow as a leader. Thanks as always for being here. I hope you're well, and I'll see you soon for yet another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Take care.